Welcome to People of Hope, a conversation on finding joy in all things with the pastoral staff of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. This short-form episode shares only the introductory remarks for our topic this week. For the full conversation, check this podcast feed or visit ignatiushouse.org slash peopleofhope. Let's begin. Our topic today is finding joy in the ordinary. It is ordinary time in the church, a time that can seem uneventful liturgically, but as Christians and certainly as disciples of Ignatius, we find God most often in the ordinary. If you're with us on Facebook, feel free to join in on the conversation uh, by writing your thoughts in the comments. So let us begin. We have with us this evening Kay Satterfield, who is on the pastoral team at Ignatius House, and Kathy Farrell, a spiritual director and friend of Ignatius House. I will open our conversation with some initial thoughts on our topic, but I first asked uh, Kathy to open us in prayer. Kathy. Good evening. Um, I thought I'd start with a scripture from John 15. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Live on in my love. You will live in my love if you keep my commandments, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and live in his love. All this I tell you, that my joy may be yours, and your joy may be complete. Oh, precious God, we come this evening to talk about your joy living within us, a joy made possible because you love us. You call us your beloved. This joy does not come and go, but is steady, sure, and constant despite the ups and downs of our lives. Even the ordinary is made extraordinary because it is suffused with your love and your joy. We ask this evening to become more aware of this wondrous gift, which you promise. I tell you that my joy may be yours and your joy may be complete. In this time of pandemic, division and isolation, we need to embrace your joy and realize that if we look, it is always there a light burning brightly in the darkness, the sure sign that we are living in your love. Guide us this evening into greater joy and appreciation of the beauty of the ordinary. Truly, you are in all, and all is in you. Amen. Thanks, Kathy. So, you know, when I think of Ignatian spirituality, the first principle that comes to mind uh, to me is the idea of finding God in all things. Um, the world is charged with the grandeur of God, as Gerard Manley Hopkins said. And as a parent, I don't need to look farther than my children to remind me of this. Right? They find joy in the ordinary. 
And it's not very hard for them. You know, I often lament because we spend so much money on buying children's toys that flash and sing and do fancy things. But my kids, more often than not, find more excitement in sticks and rocks. Our four-year-old daughter, Eva, has lately taken to having a magic wand, which, depending on the day, could be a popsicle stick that she sticks into a marker cap or a plastic syringe or a plain old stick from outside. So my children have taught me a lot that we need to return to our childlike state from time to time and remind ourselves of the goodness of God imbued in ordinary things and events. Think about how we talk about the miracle of birth. Birth is one of the most ordinary things, yet we see it as extraordinary because it is. It's something so normal that God has built into the order of the universe continues to amaze us. We're delighted by sunsets, another ordinary occurrence. But this idea of finding God in the ordinary is not unique to Ignatian spirituality. Our Catholic worldview finds grace in the earthiness of the world. We sometimes call this the sacramental worldview. And it's not about the sacred or profane, the holy or the, the unholy or the divine. We kind of make it into this dichotomy. No, all things are sacred. God can reach us through bread and wine, through a sunset, and even through a stick falling from a tree. There's this uh, poem I came across in Daniel Ladinsky's book, Love Poems from God. It's called The Sacraments, and it's inspired by St. Francis of Assisi. And it goes like this. I once spoke to my friend, an old squirrel, about the sacraments. He got so excited and ran into a hollow in his tree and came back holding some acorns, an owl feather, and a ribbon he had found. And I just smiled and said, Yes, dear, you understand. Everything imparts his grace. Love that. I love that. You know, unfortunately, our, our human nature mistakes our longing for novelty and the next best thing as a longing for God. We're never fully satisfied. And so we seek satisfaction not in things that are ordinary, which have lost their novelty, but in whatever can hold our attention anew. A new phone app, new clothing, new technology, new kitchen gadgets. And those things are at first extraordinary to us, but soon enough they become ordinary. And then we move on to something else. It's like St. Ignatius daydreaming during his convalescence from a battle wound. The novel things bring us momentary happiness, which Ignatius noticed, but then it fades. And Ignatius discovered that the true joy was found in things where our joy lingered after that momentary pleasure or happiness. And most often we do find that our joy persists in ordinary things, in a steady relationship, in a consistent hobby, in outdoor walks, in a cup of tea. Ignatius said we should let our attention be drawn to those things that move us toward God. Children are naturally in this movement, 
right? My son, Oscar, he's, he's just one, one year old. He can be fascinated by a puddle or his own shadow. Right? These simple, ordinary things are still magical to them. Young children haven't yet developed a resistance to this natural oneness with things that are ordinary and simple. Just look at the wonder and joy on children's faces when they're captivated by the ordinary. And even when they make believe, anything they find can become a magic wand or a pizza or a cape. Eva is always taking our dish towels and washcloths and stuff to make blankets for all her little friends in her room. You know, our religious traditions tend to draw us to God by way of transcendent symbols. We use incense and candles at liturgies, have stained glass windows, or even use transcendent language in prayer. These are good reminders of the transcendent nature of God, but we must be careful that they don't blind us to the ordinary nature of God. And in fact, things like incense, fire, glass, and language are ordinary things. They've simply been reframed in a way to become a symbol of transcendence. A sacramental worldview also means an incarnational worldview. The incarnation was not just the arrival of Jesus Christ into the world, but the truth that God's presence and loving energy resides in every ordinary person, event, and atom. We can look for signs of God in the material world and see God in the poor, in our families and workplaces, and in the quiet moments where nothing special seems to be happening. There's a beautiful line in Michael Gunger's song, Cannot Keep You, which speaks about our boxing in of God, our trying to confine God only to churches, rituals, or scripture. And the verse says, so we will find you in the streets and we will find you in the prisons and even in our Bibles and churches. When we find, joy, find the joy of God in the ordinary, we allow God to be expansive and much bigger than we thought. We see again through childlike eyes. Thanks for listening. Learn more about Ignatius House by visiting us at ignatiushouse.org or following us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. May the blessing of God be with you always.